Oh, that's lovely. Good morning. Good morning. That was an amazing time, eh? I'm just going to waffle a little bit before I get to the message. I'd just first of all like to add waffle with ice cream. I'd just like to add to the list of sins that God wants to free us. Because we always talk about pornography and alcohol. But what about pride? Insecurity? Selfishness? I'm not going to say that, Sydney. From a bold man, he says shyness. That's not a sin. Although I'd encourage you to be bold and step out. But God really does want to set us free to be powerful. Amen. So, uh, well, thank you for the privilege of, it's my turn this morning just to share the word, what I feel Holy Spirit wants to impart to you. It's going to be a little bit different today. We're going to step out, hopefully, um, never by force. The, the Holy Spirit never forces us. He draws us and He calls us. And our response to Him is a willing, glad, joyful response. So I pray that um, you will be touched by what I feel the Holy Spirit is saying. I ask you to read between the lines because really who we want to hear from is God. You don't need to hear from me. Um, today we're speaking about the gifts. I mean, I love the contributions today. There were so many players in what happened today. Can you see the dancing hand of God in the meeting? And that's what our meetings are supposed to be like, is the movement of the Holy Spirit and His flow uh, for our good, that we may be good and do good to the world. Every, every meeting we have has a context. Amen? The context is the, the backdrop is the world and this world that God so loves that he wants to impact. And that's why we worshiping him and lifting up his name and the gifts come to set us free so we can be more effective and have amazing lives too. Amen. amen. God wants you to have a, you can say amen if you agree. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. If you don't agree, please talk to Sydney afterwards. Yes, yes. Thank you for the waffle. <clears throat> What I'd like to do today, what I'm feeling, there's three things I'd like, like to do. Uh, what were they again? <laughs> the first one is to encourage you that there is a greater plan for your life than what you're going through right now. The second thing is to remind you that godly character takes time. God's never in a rush. Or in a hurry. <clears throat> it's getting real now. Yeah. So I'm very quiet. And lastly, I want to talk about the spiritual gifts. Because by and large, we are spiritual people. It's not the Father, Son, and the Holy Bible. It's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who illuminates all things. I fear that the church is lacking. Not our church. I'm talking globally. In the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit moves, that's when things happen. Amen? He wants to come through us and into the world. That's when the power of God comes. We don't have to crank up revival. If somebody gets drops their uh, 
or somebody climbs out of their wheelchair or blind eyes open, you will see revival. You will see joy break out. And that is what we're after, isn't it, church? The world needs to see the real, the authentic. The only way Jesus, even in his time, broke through into the world was through signs and wonders. It wasn't through clever preaching. It wasn't through charisma, good looks, charm, although some of us are quite good looking. I'm not speaking about myself, obviously. Thank you. My wife thinks I'm very good looking, by the way, which is more than enough for me. And my mom. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, mom. So, Father, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit today. Thank you for your presence. Come and do your work, Lord. Come and speak to us, teach us, mold us, shape us, explain, bring understanding, simplicity, direction, purpose, vision. Thank you, Lord. We are your people. We are your children. And you love us so much. Amen. Okay, so let's get going because I want to do this quite quickly. Uh, The title of the message today is, As Each Part does its work. And I just want to say, don't be afraid of the the word work, because the Bible distinguishes between good works and dead works. We are encouraged to live out good works. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, that we should walk in them. And then there are dead works, which are useless rituals, futile things we do that actually have got no power or spirit behind them. If God initiates something, it will last. If we do things by our own flesh and emotions and all of that, it is dead. It cannot produce life. Amen. So, I want to encourage you or remind you or maybe even convince you today. The first point is that you are a royal priest. That there is a greater plan for your life than what you're going through right now. And may I say that in the last couple of years, I've never seen such an onslaught on God's people. I've never seen, I'm 55 only, but I've seen quite a bit. I've been a Christian for 30 years. I've never seen an onslaught, but I believe there are reasons behind that. Amen. It's not just that the devil's winning. Can you say amen? And so the emphasis has been on our circumstance on how to overcome our circumstances, on how to resist the devil, on how to stand firm. It's been largely defensive. And I believe God has had the church in a defensive position to cleanse, to prepare, to position. But it's so that he can pour the new one in and launch us on on an offensive. God is not defending his territory. He's been teaching us us how to. But he is about to launch us on an offensive that the world's never seen. And it will require a lot of Holy Spirit. And just a little bit of cooperation from us. We are like the ant on the elephant moving logs. That's the picture you need to remember. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's like the elephant. And we just say, yay! Holy Spirit's invited me on this journey. Bless you. 
But I believe God is turning this around now. Nick's just prophesied it. I agree with you, Nick. There's been a shift. That season is past. It's a new day. And I believe it's already happening. It's not coming. Don't look far away. It's happening. We're in it. It's happening now. And that's what today is about. I'm not saying it's starting today, but you know what I'm saying. What is God's dream, friends? Let me just read to you from the drama of Scripture. After God created the world and human rebellion marred it, God set out to restore what he had made. God did not turn his back on a world bent on destruction. He turned his face toward it in love. Friends, his mission is to restore the world that he loves. And that is the backdrop and the context for our lives. Everything you do and say has got that behind it. You you have been invited. You have been called into. You are part, part of God's solution and plan. You're the ant on the elephant. He will do all the heavy lifting. But he needs, not needs, he, he invites us to cooperate with him. Can you say amen? When revival comes, it doesn't come by osmosis. Who knows what osmosis is? Yeah. It comes through us. Who does he pour the Spirit out on? The Spirit doesn't land on the street. He comes through his people. Those who are hungry, those who desire it, those who are saying, Lord, I want more of you. That song was amazing. Let it rain, Lord. Pour out more. We are hungry for more. We are hungry to see you move in greater measure. We are hungry for you to move in power. Have you noticed the world's a bit of a mess? The bit is an understatement. By the way, your dancing was beautiful. I I think God will pick out some people today to bless you, not to embarrass you. I don't know your name, sorry. Amir, beautiful. I began to weep when you started dancing. So there's something of the nature and character of God in a meeting when the flow starts happening that I I can't explain why I began to weep. It was like the presence of God just came through that. I was telling Seeds this morning when she sings that I've loved the anointing because something is released as as she begins to sing out. When we bring our gifts and we begin to operate in them, the power of God operates through us. The grace gifts, the things that are given freely despite us, come through us to those around us. And I want to say that's for workplace. It is for home place. It is for the place you play. And it is for church. It is for all of the above, not just here. If it's just for here, then we're going to start competing with each other, which is going to be really terrible. I'm not competing with Ryan for his job. You shouldn't be competing with anybody else for their place. You have a role to play. You are an individual. You are uniquely made. I want to read you from... uh, uh, You, I've lost my place totally. Help me, Holy Spirit. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen people. 
Can you say, I am chosen? Can you say it like you mean it? I am chosen. God has chosen you. He's handpicked you. We are a royal priesthood. Amen. We're a holy nation. God's special possession. Why all of that? So that we may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Friends, this first point, the, the purpose is to deconstruct this notion of the superstar. The kingdom of God does not operate through superstars. God wants to use His bride. His body. We're a royal priesthood. We are royal because we belong to Him. But you're a priest. Did you know that? You're a priest and you need the power of the Holy Spirit to operate in your sphere of influence. Can you say amen? I want to stir you today. If, if all we achieve is a hunger for more of God, that you can say at the end of today, Lord, I want to be more effective for you. I want to begin to step out and operate in the gifts. The world needs us. The world needs you. I can't be you. You can't be me. There's no room for jealousy in the kingdom. How ridiculous. The Lord gave me this picture the other day. I've been struggling with insecurity a bit. And he said to me, my boy, of your three children, I have three incredible children. One of them, the little E's here. He said, which one is the most important? And I realized I can't actually answer that. They are unique. They're all different. I have a unique relationship with each of them. I love them equally. I could not answer which is more important. And the disciples even battled with that. Because they went to Jesus. You know, can my son sit at your right hand? What they're saying is, can, are we the most important? We us disciples. Disciples aren't the most important. Is Ryan the most important? Is Michelle the most important? And then the Lord said to me, son, you're going to have to get used to not needing to be the most important. You are very, very important to God. Very, very important to Him. Each one of you individually. I wish I could call you out by name. But you're not more important than the person sitting next to you. And there is a big difference between those two. Jealousy. That's why I mentioned that er earlier. Why do you quarrel amongst you and you have these differences? Because we're jostling to see who's, I'm the most important. Hey, I wonder now how Alexander sees you guys. <laughs> Amazing, different perspective. You can tell him, Jill. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see how many of you are starting to become like me. You are very, very important to God. There's no baby born on this planet without a plan and a purpose for their life. The problem is the devil comes in and he robs and steals and tries to destroy. But that doesn't take away the plan and purpose that God has for you. Amen. Amen. 
It's a good plan. It's a plan to prosper you and give you hope in the future. Amen. Oh, Lord. New wine needs new character. Thank you, Mel. New wine needs new character. Nicole reminded me of this at home group the other day. Where are you, Nicole? Nicole, you're so important. So we were chatting about God is about to pour out new wine into the earth. But new wine needs a new wineskin. Otherwise, what happens? It, it breaks the wineskin. Character. Noble character. Oh man, it takes a long time. Let's just remember Moses. Jesus. And Paul the Apostle. So Moses at 40 years old. Ends up in the wilderness. A land not his own. Doing something insignificant really. Raising his family. But what was happening there? What's the lesson from Moses? Everything in your life is important. God is using everything in your life to mold and to shape and to prepare you for what he's called you to. You may not even know it yet, but I want you to say this with me. God is preparing me for something greater than I know. God is preparing me for something greater than I know. Can you say amen? amen. And it doesn't matter if you're a new convert or brother Sidney Jolson. There's more, Sydney. There's more for you, my son. No, I really mean that. I bless you, but you are a huge blessing. Father, we bless the Jolsons. We thank you for this family. Thank you for the gift to the church. And we pray that Sid will be able to impart to many of us today the gift that is on him. Amen. Is this okay? I'm, ha- I'm going to just flow a little bit. I'm not looking for approval, really, but, 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 but who doesn't like a, who doesn't like a bit of, hey, well done, Brew, that's like going well. <coughs> Encouragement, yeah, yeah. Everything's important. Your workspace. Your home space, your play space, your church space, everything is important. All of life is holy. All of life is holy. It's not just coming to church on Sunday or preaching or something like that. All of life is holy. It's important. We are Christians. Amen. We need to be proud that we're Christians. In today's world, Christianity is going to I believe, come up with increasing persecution. Just by saying you're a Christian, you're making a very bold statement. The world is full of nonsense in terms of their thinking. It's not based on anything concrete. It's just all emotional feelings, theoretical. But we have the Word of God, which is a solid rock. Amen. And a reference point for us. And we are Christians. We're proud of it. Hey, Darren. Bless you, brother. Bless the work of your hands. Bless the Owen family, Father. We thank you for them. Bless the children. Bless Darren and Paula and everything they do. We appreciate you and we love you. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Darren. Jesus. 
So in, in Luke chapter 2 at the end, it says Jesus went to the temple and he was, he was uh, chatting with the, with the Pharisees and the, all the, what's the Hebrew elder? I've gone blank. Rabbis. Gosh. Oh, my word. Yeah, yeah. He was chatting with the rabbis. Next thing, it says he obeyed his mom and dad and he gets baptized and it says when Jesus was about 30, he started his ministry. So I don't know if you noticed quite a big gap between 13 and 30. At his 17 years, I'm looking at it going, what on earth was Jesus doing for 17 years? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. He knows he's the son of God. He knows what he's called to. He knows he's got this massive uh, job to do in, in the context of history. What is he doing for 17 years? What's the lesson in this? He was not purpose-driven. Jesus only did what his father did. And he did not have to push or drive or strive. He must have been going crazy. God is preparing you and working on your character can you say amen? Don't get discouraged. Don't be jealous of someone else. You have your very own calling. You can encourage others when they surpass you. When they do better. Better than you. You can bless him. You can say thank you for them. I believe it. It's all hands on deck. We can't all be Sid or Nick or Taryn. You can't all. All be me. And we don't need to. You need to be you. Because God's created you to be you in your space. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. <sighs> Nicole, you're important. <laughs> you are important, Nicole. <clears throat> Paul returns to Jerusalem after 14 years. We aren't sure, quite sure what he was doing. Some people say he was already planting churches. I believe the lesson we need to learn from Paul the Apostle, after 14 years he comes back to Jerusalem in response to his, a revelation and his ministry properly begins. He wasn't sitting doing nothing during those 14 years. Okay. He was, he, he was making tents, but he was studying, he was learning, he was preparing God was molding and shaping him. People used to irritate him to build his character. People would disappoint him to build his character. People would probably have backstabbed him, done him in, 
spoken badly of him, maybe not said hello in the morning, all the things that offend us. Can I say this? God offends the mind to reveal the heart. You, every time we get offended, it's an opportunity to grow. Some offenses are legitimate. If a guy's being a chop, well, bless him and be on your way. Do not crumple in a heap and cry. Like Falco when I beat him at paddle. <clears throat> Folks, I love you, but I want to bless Falco and die. You guys are amazing. Bless that couple. Thank you for them in this space, in this church. They're important, Lord. They bring so much. They carry hospitality and gifting with such ease and grace. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Bless your business. Bless your marriage. Bless your children and grandchildren. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> so I guess if I pick on you today, it means I can pray for you. Eh? Who can I pick on? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I have no idea where I am. I'm in church. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. I remember now. God offends the mind to reveal the heart. God is preparing you, friends, for something greater than you know. The season you've been through now has been a difficult one. But God turns everything for good. Let's read that scripture. Do you believe this? The Romans 8 scripture. And we know, we know, say, I know, that all things work together for good to them that love God. This is the Greek version, direct Greek translation. Listen to this next bit. We know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. To them that are the called. Friends, it's not Ryan. It is us, all of us. We are the called to join God's dream of restoring this planet to the way he intended. Can you say amen? amen? All of life has a context with a backdrop of Jesus and history and what God intends for this world. Amen. We've spoken many times, well, not many, a few times about where we're headed towards eternity with one foot in eternity already. But our hope is secure because we know where we're going. Jesus has won every battle and every victory. And the world will be restored one day. I look so who's looking forward to that? Imagine the world the way he originally intended it. Do you know that's what's coming? All the suffering and pain that you've been through now is a small blip in eternity. And I know it's difficult when you're going through it. It's very difficult. But we have this hope, this future hope of God's victory everywhere. Amen. Amen. Lastly, oh, help me, Lord. <clears throat> God wants to develop your life and ministry. Not a single amen. <clears throat> Do you know you have a ministry? You might not be walking in it yet, but there is a ministry for you. And this is the way it works. I want to read to you from uh, 1 Corinthians 12. And it says this. <clears throat> now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. It's like he was writing to us, eh? I do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant. 
So now that I've read it to you, you can't say I'm ignorant, eh? You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who's speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Please note that it is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who distributes gifts. It is sovereign act of God. They call the grace gifts. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. And this is important. Now, to each one, can I add, of you. Now, to each one of you, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And that's when the presence of God pictures in these various forms of gifts. Amen. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits. To another speaking different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one of you just as he determines. Amen. So, Lord, this is where I need your help. <clears throat> there are nine gifts. I'm going to call them, much to Mel's dismay this morning, the gracelets, as per John Wimber. They are grouped in groupings of three. The gifts of discernment. That's the eyes of God, namely wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Then there are gifts of power. Please try and stay with me. The hand of God, namely faith, healings, and miracles. Then there are gifts of speech, the mouth of God, namely prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And this is how the progression works to ministry. If you and I trust that God is stirring you to desire to operate and function in these gifts more and more, initially they're gracelets because they're baby gifts. You haven't exercised them much, and so they're small. As you step out and you begin to exercise them, they grow, and they become more consistent. When a gift consistently appears in your life, Every time you are someone and they needy, maybe a word of knowledge comes to you and you start to operate and function in the word of knowledge. My friend Darren Richter there functions powerfully in the word of knowledge. Powerfully. And he's going to help us release that gift this morning. Then it becomes a ministry. So now you minister in that gift which is flowing freely from you. I will say this. This is not a, a restriction, what I'm saying today. Because you can, any of these gifts can manifest at any time to you as a believer, as required. But generally, ministers don't have all the gifts functioning fully all the time. Amen? Do you understand that? And then when a ministry starts being recognized by the church and other churches, can I pick on Sydney again? 
So Sid's gifts of evangelism and power evangelism now become a gifted equipper. It's a ministry that's now going translocal. And that's how all, all ministries develop. Those people who have ministries are not the special ones, like Jose Mourinho, who's not so special anymore after he started losing the league. It's available for all of us. If you exercise your gift, it will grow. It's like doing weights, eh, Nick? And then it grows. Nick doesn't do weights. He's naturally built this way. <clears throat> so what we'd like to do, friends, today, and I hope that I'm stirring up the gifts and your appetite to operate more powerfully in the gifts. For some of you, it might be an activation, which means you haven't tried it before. Or maybe there's a new gift you'd like to try. And we want to pray for you and with you and release those gifts. I myself want to operate in the words of knowledge in a far greater measure. So for some of us, we're already functioning at this level, but we want to grow in it and increase the flow and power through our lives. Amen? I hope this is stirring you and that the Holy Spirit's pulling on you. Come, my royal priest. I want to give you gifts so you can be powerful and effective in your workplace and in raising your kids and in church and at work. These gifts are powerful. They are to equip the church to do good works that will change the world. Isn't that amazing? Maybe you've been laboring so hard, but you just need a bit of the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to do all these things. I know I'm paraphrasing it a little bit, Sydney. I can feel you glaring. And <clears throat> so, here's what we're going to do. Let's minister. I'm going to split our team up into three groups. Okay? Are you tracking with me? I believe the Holy Spirit is calling us to respond, to activate those gifts. I'm going to break it in three groups to make it easy for you. You might want to go to all three groups. But today I'm going to ask you to pick one of them. On this side, Sid, won't you come here? Sid is going to represent the gifts of power, the hand of God, faith, healings, and miracles. If you desire to accelerate in that gifting or to be activated in that gifting, we're going to ask you to come this side and Sid is going to pray over you and we've got a team who's going to join. So to the rest of the team, please join one of the, one of the groups represented here just for, for administration's sake. Faith, healings, miracles, the hand of God. In the middle here, because I'm here already, I will represent the eyes of God. Namely, wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. These are spiritual gifts. If your heart and your mind is tingling for more information on this, you need to read Demonstrating the Kingdom by Derek Morphew. It's one of the set books in our course, but you can read that book. You don't have to do the course to read the book. 
demonstrating the kingdom. It explains all the gifts and how they operate and function together. It's wonderful. But today we want to activate. I want to stir you up. We want to release you into this and encourage you to step out with boldness and courage into your workplace, into your play space, into your home space, every space you go. Amen. So, I'll say it again. Gifts of power, the hand of God, faith, healings, miracles. To me here and Nick, gifts of discernment, the eyes of God, wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. And then Taryn is going to be here with some of the guys. The mouth of God, namely prophecy, various tongues and an interpretation of tongues. Bible says eagerly desire the gift of prophecy because you can read somebody's mail and then they know and worship God and go, how did you know that about me? Words of knowledge operate in a similar way. In fact, all the gifts are there to open people's eyes to the reality of God. We don't convince them with our clever words, with our charm, with our long sermons. But when the power of God hits them, they know, wow, God is real. Take me to your leader. <laughs> okay, so please stand together. I'm going to pray a general prayer over us. And then we'd love you to respond. And where's Gabe? Gabe Matthews. Are you here? Won't you just strum on the guitar for us, bro? Hey, how good are these youngsters? <clears throat> Sydney, John, Gabe, I know Jesse's starting to step out on the keyboards. Some of the younger girls who are singing. Man, you guys are such a blessing. We appreciate you. We love you. We want you to know and encourage you that you are anointed, that you are skilled. But most of all, 